0: Hebrews 11, turn there real quick. I'm going to preach really fast tonight on faith. How many of you, did dad start this a couple weeks ago whenever I wasn't here or did that not happen? Okay, he did start it kind of, sort of. Uh, Last week he was going to go away from it and talk about something else and I don't even think he got to his notes. He just kind of talked out of his heart the whole time and it was wonderful. But I want to talk to you a little bit about faith tonight. Uh, In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 it says this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For it, uh, for by it, excuse me, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, God's a rewarder. That's what the writer of Hebrews tells us here. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We shouldn't think that God doesn't want to reward his people. Real quiet in here tonight. We shouldn't ever believe the lie that God doesn't want to reward his people. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And anybody who says anything contrary to that has not read the Bible. Amazing me how many people we got that are TikTok theologians that think they know what the Bible says and they watched a 15-second video of some person who said they read the Bible and they really have no idea on the planet what God actually says, but they're just listening to some other people. I heard so-and-so on TikTok. I don't care how many followers they have. I don't care how many followers they have. I don't expect you to believe what I say just because I said. We're reading straight from Scripture here. And this is what God says. This is what the writer of Hebrews says under the unction and the influence of the Holy Spirit, that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Seven. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness. Which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he received as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith He dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So by faith, Sarah herself also received received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, for one man, and in him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky, and the multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. So, tonight we're talking about faith. And, you know, there is a lot of talk from pulpits, in books, on podcasts, and Every other methodology of communication that we have, there is a lot of talk and a lot of communication about faith. But oftentimes, there is not nearly as much understanding of faith as there is communication about faith. Faith is like one of those buzzy words that we say because it's just like, well, you need to have more faith. Well, what does that mean? Well, you need to stand in faith. Well, what does that look like? Well, you need to have faith. What does that mean? We can't just say things because they sound good or because we heard somebody else say it and we thought it sounded good or somebody shouted an amen for that. We need to understand what this is. And to really understand, we have to understand what faith is. The word faith is the Greek word pistis and it literally means a persuasion, a credence, or a moral conviction. You You ever had a talk with somebody trying to convince them of something and you walked around saying they were persuaded? In other words, you couldn't change their mind? Right, They were already persuaded of this. That's what faith is. Faith is when you are so persuaded that nobody can change your mind. Faith is when you have such a moral conviction inside of you of what you're believing for that the world can be falling apart and you're not going to move from what you believe because you know what God said. Faith is your standing, like we talked about, for your prodigal. And tonight you got a word from God that it's turning around and tomorrow you get a text from them cussing you out and you go, I'm not moving. I'm still just as sure right now as I was whenever I got the word last night. Real faith doesn't move off of what you believe. Do you teeter? Of course we all teeter, right? Let's be real. We all have moments where we go, I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, you always come back to that same place of being persuaded of what God has said and being immovable from his promise. People who can be moved off of his promise aren't actually persuaded, which means this, they don't actually have faith. I remember, I remember years back, I remember years back, Do anybody remember the book, The Da Vinci Code? Y'all remember the book, The Da Vinci Code? And uh, I wasn't, wasn't going to share this tonight, I just think it's funny. Um, The book, The Da Vinci Code, came out, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, whatever it is now. And I remember Christians being like rocked. I'm going to use the air quotes here. Christians being rocked to their core over The Da Vinci Code. And I'm like, you idiots. This is a fiction book that somebody dreamt up in their head off of a conspiracy theory. And y'all are not being saved anymore because of something that Dan Brown wrote in a book and Tom Hanks was in a movie about it, and y'all aren't sure if Jesus is real anymore because of the Da Vinci Code. You know what the problem was? People didn't really have faith. Because if you really had faith, you wouldn't be moved from what you believe. You couldn't be, listen, somebody could come out tomorrow with some sort of proof that Jesus wasn't real, and it's not going to move me from my faith because I've seen Jesus move for me. I don't care what you have to say, I've seen Jesus move in my life for me, in the big things and in the little things, and I know that he's real and he actually cares and does what he said he was going to do, so I don't care what you throw at me, I'm not going to be moved. I've had too many words come over my life and things look completely opposite, and then in a moment it turned. And come into alignment with what God said. So you can't convince me that the prophetic word isn't real and that he actually has something good to say about us and our lives. Has everything always went my way? Of course not. But it's went my way a lot more than it hasn't. And I'm not going to focus on the few times things didn't go the way that I wanted them to go. I'm going to focus on the, 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 the infinite more amount of times it went the way he said it was going to go we so people get moved. By the way, let me just say this. This isn't in my notes either. But God cares, and He'll confirm to you in the big things and in the little things that He's listening and He cares. Some of you may have seen my post yesterday uh, that I made last night. We were, like I said earlier, we were at Disney World yesterday, uh, Monday and Tuesday. We were at Disney World, and there's this ride at Epcot, Ep- Epcot called Guardians of the Galaxy. It is the best roller coaster ever. It really is. It is my favorite ride in the entire world. And I have done a lot of rides. And it is my favorite ride that I've ever been on. And my kids love it. Eliza, our six-year-old, she is a little thrill junkie. Like there's really like nothing that Eliza won't ride. She's like, let's do it. Let's go. And she loves this ride. Pastor Paul, who isn't here this evening, but Pastor Paul said, you like that ride? I was like, it's my favorite, Paul. He goes, it makes me feel kind of sick. I said, I just feel like I'm flying. I'm like throwing my hands up. It's like, this is a great thing on the face of the planet. He's like, Eliza likes that ride. I'm like, Eliza loves that ride. So anytime we go to Disney, I'm, going, I'm not just telling you about Disney, I'm going some the story. Anytime we go to Disney, Eliza's fixated on one thing. Dad, do we get to ride Guardians of the Galaxy? I say, of course, Eliza, we, if within my power, we are going to ride Guardians of the Galaxy when we're at Disney, because it is the best. And it has like six or seven different songs. If you know Guardians of the Galaxy revolves around a lot around music, and it has six or seven different songs that can play whenever you go on the ride. And we have been on this ride a lot, okay? We've been on this ride a lot. And Eliza is, she, she'll tell you, uh, she goes, I'm daddy's guardians of the galaxy, buddy, because we always ride together. So we've been on this ride a lot together. And we have gotten every single song except for September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Only one we haven't gotten and Eliza knows the songs that are on the ride and she knows that we've gotten one way or another and she knows that we've gotten Everybody Wants to Rule the World and she knows that we've gotten Conga and she knows we've gotten all of those but the one thing we haven't gotten is September and she told me last night at dinner before we went over it, she goes, Daddy, I really want to get September whenever we ride this ride tonight. And she, she, I'm I'm not exaggerating, Pastor Ryan was there, Teresa was there to tell you, she said, it's a good thing we know God because we can ask him and he can make it happen. And she said, "I'm I'm this I'm this wasn't I didn't tell her to do this. I didn't suggest this. I was actually freaking out just a little bit to be honest with you." And she goes, "I'm going to pray that we get September." I said, "All right, baby, you do that." And she started praying and she was she was walking over and she looks at me and she goes, "Daddy, while we've been walking over, I have prayed a million times that we get September." And we walk through and there was nobody there. We walk through, we walk through the queue. We walk through the pre-shows and we're walking down the ramp to the load area. And while walking down the ramp, I have, I just, daddy's heart goes and I just go, Lord, if you will please do me a favor. And by the way, we've been on this ride more than five, six, seven times. And it is the only song that has eluded us. I was getting very frustrated because I'm like, we're never going to get this stupid song. (laughs) And we're walking down the ramp and go, Lord, if you can just do me this favor. And this little girl, Eliza, has been praying for this song. And I know it's not a big thing. And it's frivolous in the grand scheme of life. But if you could please let this song be September just so this little six-year-old girl knows that you hear her and that you love her and that you'll answer. That would be really awesome. And we go through the ride and we start, and I don't want to spoil the ride for you in case you ever ride it, but we get to the point where it's going to play the song. And we turn around and, and, uh, and we do the launch portion where the song kicks off. And I hear, but do you remember? And Eliza goes, Daddy. We got September with her arms. And about ten times through that ride she goes going, we got September, daddy. And she gets off and her face is just. Beaming, she goes, dad, we got September. I said, that's right, baby. And you know why? Because you prayed and asked God and you believed he would do it. And God cares about the big things and he cares about the little things. And God did this just for you because you believed. Listen, you may go, well, do you understand? Pastor, there's only seven songs. There's technically a one in seven chance. You're gonna... You, see, you can say it all you want. I don't care. God made that song play for my little girl. Period. God made that song play for her just so that she would know that he heard her and that she could stand in faith and trust him. Faith, and listen, you, that kind of stuff has an impact on kids because you ain't going to be able to tell that girl she can't believe for anything now. If God made September play for her, and which by the way, I just want to commend me as a parent that she recognized September from the opening horn line. That's a good dad right there. I didn't know if she was going to recognize it. She immediately, they didn't even sing a word. That's September. It's like, that's my baby. You know, some earth, wind, and fire. That's what I'm talking about. God will do it. Listen, God doesn't just care. You don't just have faith for the big things. You have faith for the little things in life. You have faith for the little things. I remember one time, this, isn't, this is my message. This is good, though. I remember one time Miranda lost her, lost her wedding ring, right, which is a pretty big thing. But once again, in the grand scheme of everything everyone else is facing, losing a wedding, that's replaceable, right, right? Some of y'all are like, hey, you say what you want to say. <laughs> and we turned our house upside down. I mean, looked under every couch. And I mean, looked, y'all know what I'm talking about. You ever lost something? You tore your house upside down. We looked everywhere for days. Couldn't find it. Miranda was standing and she just prayed. She was, Lord, I really want to find my ring. It means a lot to me. I just really want to find my ring. If you could just give us some wisdom on where it's at, that'd be awesome. Something like that. I'll put a my or something like that. And she looks, and something catches her eye, and what's right underneath the couch, where we have looked forty-seven times, <laughs> but her wedding ring, right at the corner of the couch. Now you can go, well, y'all just looked real hard. Uh, listen, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I just know we're not blind and we looked there 50 times and it didn't show up, but she prayed and it showed up. Because I believe this, whenever you have faith, When Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Jesus wasn't just saying something just to make you feel good. Jesus was literally saying, whenever you have faith, whenever you become convinced that God can make earth, wind and fire play, or he can help you find your ring, or he can cause cancer to disappear, or whatever it is in your life, that whenever you believe, he will move for you. That whenever you believe, he will actually do it for you. Now, I'm going to get into this. I've barely even preached. I've preached, but I haven't preached. When I read Hebrews 11, which is commonly called the hall of faith, I don't see a list of people who only believed only, right? Simply believed. But I see a list of people who took action to go with what they believed. Y'all have heard me say, I won't go through the whole, the whole thing, but talk is cheap. You can talk a big game, but what do you live, right? What do you do? What do is, what you, is the way that you live backing up what you say you believe, right? Because faith means this. You have something to back up what you say. Not just you say the right thing, but you do the right thing. It means you don't just talk about faith, you live faith. Bring me a chair, Steve. Not just you talk about faith, but you live faith. Bring me a chair real quick. I want to I show you something real quick. Thank you. Y'all give Steve a hand. He didn't know I was going to do this. He's instant in, season and out. He's awesome. I have this faith, this, this chair right here and I can have this chair and I can look at this chair and go, that chair can hold me, right? I can stand on that chair and it's going to hold me up. And that's one thing, but faith looks like whenever I don't just say that chair can hold me, but whenever I then take a step and begin to stand on this chair and this chair holds me, faith isn't just what I say it's what I do. It's one thing to say God is your provider and he'll provide every need whenever everything is going well in your life. But what happens whenever you are down to your last $20 and God tells you you need to give that away? Do you still believe God is your provider? or do you stand, And do you stand on the chair or do you go, God, I'm not sure about that. I rebuke you, the, rebuke you devil, and get away from me right now. Right, Because faith isn't just that you believe what you say that you believe. It's that you take action. Here's the deal. Hold on. I'm not done with it yet. Here's the deal. My faith wasn't in me when I stood on that chair. My faith was that that chair would be able to hold me. There are a lot of people that are unwilling to take the step because they make it about them rather than what they are standing on. My faith isn't, maybe I just don't weigh enough that that chair is going to break. My faith is in that chair is built well enough that it can hold me. Are y'all with me? My faith whenever I step out isn't that I'm going to be able to do something in my own strength to make it happen. My strength is that there is somebody who is bigger than me that whenever I step out that he can hold me. So my stepping out isn't because I trust me. It's because I trust him that whenever I take that step, he's going to be there to hold me. And by the way, whatever's, you can take it now. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on in your life and your circumstances is irrelevant. A lot of people talk about they don't have, uh, you you know, this is going on and that's going on and this is happening. Who cares? My faith isn't in my circumstances. My faith is in the one who holds me. This is what Peter did, right? Jesus tells Peter, 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 come here. Come here, walk on the water with me. And Peter goes, okay. And he takes a step out. And by the way, the wind and the waves are going crazy. And Peter's walking on the water in the middle of the wind and the waves. And he is distracted by everything else going on. And the moment he gets his eyes off Jesus, he sinks. Do you realize you can go out to the water on a clear day and you can't walk on water? The wind and waves do not make it harder for you to walk on water. It is as impossible either way. The wind and the waves weren't Peter's problem. Peter's problem was his focus. It's that he took his eyes off what he was supposed to have faith in. A lot of people sink because they don't have faith. And you can see that their lack of faith by the lack of their focus is that their focus isn't on where it should be. Their focus isn't on the one who walks above the storm. Their focus is on the storm. Their focus isn't on the one who walks above the crashing of the wind and waves. It's on the wind and waves. And you can tell why the people are like this by the way that they talk. Let's be honest. And we've all been guilty. Well, the doctor's report is this. I don't care. Listen, uh, we can't just live like, uh, with, with our head in the sand. So I'm not saying that, okay? Don't misunderstand me. But regardless of what anybody else says, I've got a report that's greater than any other report. The doctors may say one thing, but Jesus has said, I'm healed. Well, you understand what's going on in the economy. I'm, I'm aware of what's going on in the economy, right? I'm fully aware. Economy's cyclical. Things go up, things go down. Things are great, then they're not. That happens. But you know what I am aware of, regardless of the economy, that he's my provider and he's more than enough. Regardless of the economy, people got rich during the Great Depression. People became millionaires in the middle of the Great Depression. So listen, I just choose. I'm not participating with recessions because in the kingdom, there is no recession. I'm not, I'm not participating with layoffs because he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And guess what? If there, are, if there is a layoff, I'm it's just, just set up for me to get a better job. It just means he's got something better for me. He's just setting me up for success. You have to change the way you look at things. Stop looking with a lens of negativity and start looking with a lens of faith. What do we really believe? What do we do? Right? James 2, I think I may have quoted on something. I'm going to finish quick. I'm going to read it to you from the message. It says this James writes this and he says, I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, Sounds good. You take care of the faith department and I'll handle the works department. Not so fast. You can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. Faith and works, works and faith, fit together hand and glove. Faith and works, works and faith, fit together hand and glove. The pitting of faith and works is not a new thing. James addressed it in the first century. Somebody want to put faith against work. And James said, if you have faith, it will show up in what you do. I stood on that chair because I had faith in the chair. Right? Right? My faith is on God performing what he has said. One of the greatest things that will release you is realizing that when you live in faith, you don't have to make it happen. You just have to cooperate with what God said. You have to take the step, and he'll carry you the rest of the way. But you have to take the step. You have to work the word. You have to do something with it. You can have prophetic words coming out of everything, and unless you do something with them, it's going to stay dormant. You can have a word about God's going to make you a musician. Well, I'm not saying it can't happen because God can do whatever he wants, but it's unlikely you're going to wake up and be a musician one day. You know what that word is encouraging you to do? To work, to practice, to learn. To do something. I had words about being a minister, being a preacher. Guess what? God didn't just download biblical knowledge into my mind through osmosis when I slept. You know what I did? I read the word. I read scripture. I read theologians. I read what people had to say. I practiced. I preached. And it was probably pretty bad at first. Because everybody is. Nobody's great at anything the first time they do it. But I worked it. I practice, I honed anointing and skill. And let me say this, and I want y'all to hear, hear, hear the way I say this. I want you to hear the, 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 the spirit that I say this in because the anointing breaks the yoke. We have to have the anointing. But the anointing doesn't always inherently give ability. Anointing gives you the ability to accomplish something with what you're already doing, right? With something that you have put your hand and applied yourself to. I play bass guitar. Some of y'all know that. Some of y'all have no idea. I've led worship before. I didn't do all of that. I didn't learn to play the bass guitar and lead worship because one day I got a prophetic word and God just went, oh, we can play. And oh, we can sing. Because y'all have heard dad talk about how he couldn't sing. I was not a great singer either. Still not a phenomenal singer, but I can do okay. But the reality is, as Ruth said, that's right. He's not that great. (laughs) Said, I'm not that great, but I can do okay. She said, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, that's right. we talk after service routine no, I'm just kidding I'm playing but the reality is this those are all things I worked at I worked at I put my hand to the plow I applied myself and oftentimes whenever you apply yourself and do something the anointing then shows up to carry you through and give that ability and power to break chains but what are you doing with the word you've got a word about God's going to bless your finances and you can't budget you can't stop spending money you don't have. Right? Y'all with me? Got real quiet. When there was somebody musicians, y'all were like, that's right. I can't relate with that. Money, we all relate with that. Everybody goes, Well, I go by well, that, Pastor. Touching areas I don't want to talk about. Right? He who is faithful with the little will be made ruler over much. Not only that, some some people, if they got money tomorrow, it would break them. There's so many people that haven't learned skills that whenever they get money, it's the worst thing that ever happened to them. They end up worse than they were before. Have you ever seen stories on lottery winners? I don't know what the percentages are because I don't have them in front of me, but it is an overwhelming majority of people that win the lottery end up a few years later in a worse financial situation than they were when before they won the lottery. Why? They know what to do with it. They don't do with it, right? They didn't know how to work it properly. If you don't know how to work, your faith will only carry you. Hear what I say that. Your faith only carries you so far. You have to mix work with it. Faith is now. That means even if you don't see it, you believe and you act like you have it. You start preparing for it today, right? You get your finances in order now, not when the money comes in. Right? You get your marriage right now, not when God's anointing hits it. You start start preparing things for your prodigal to come home now, not whenever you get the call. You start doing things now because you know God is going to do it. True faith will always bring obedience. Always. Faith will not produce disobedience in your life. Faith will produce obedience to God. Faith is the confidence of things hoped for. I'm going to minister at some point. Dad and I are going to minister probably in tandem over a series about the goodness of God, but the, 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 this, this is the truth. If we could get people just to believe how good God is and understand how good God is, faith would start to arise in people real fast. It really would. If we just really realized how good God actually is and we got out of this mindset of him as an angry old man, ogre, mean guy, Shrek in the swamp in our mind, it would fix so many of our faith issues because we would start walking with confidence, right? Right? We would have so much faith that we would do things that seemed bold and daring to everyone outside who looked in and went, "Why in God's green earth do they have so much confidence?" It's because they know God. They've got a God that's going to catch them, right? How many y'all? How many of y'all have? Anybody currently have toddlers in the room? Like two, three-year-olds? A couple of y'all. The toddler parents know exactly what I'm about to say before I even said it, right? We've we y'all know we've had four kids, and one, one thing's in common. With, with all of our kids, whenever they reach a certain age, they get this weird boldness that is terrifying. You know what I'm talking about? Eva was the worst of the bunch of ours. I say all the time, God just decided to troll us <laughs> because he gave us our most headstrong, daring child last, once we were in our 30s. Thanks, God. Appreciate that. And Eva, about the time she hit where she could walk, she would climb off, climb up on anything, and just, just jump. Am I telling the truth? And if you didn't watch her at all times, she was going to wipe out. But you know, one thing we did—we watched her, and when she jumped, we caught her. What if we had people that were had faith like that? Not talking about doing dumb stuff, but if we, we believe that just whenever we Took a leap to do what God called us to do. That He's going to catch us. That whenever we took that step out of the boat, that seemed like it was something that would other people may not say was good, but we know we know it's what God said. Which, by the way, let me say this: knowing what God says also needs to be confirmed by counsel and other people in your life, especially your spouse. Don't do something dumb and go, "I just did it in faith." Doesn't work that way. Talk to your spouse. Don't write faith checks. Like, don't do that kind of, y'all know what I mean on faith check? I'm believing for God that he's gonna do this. i write this check, put it. Don't do that. Yeah, Larry works at a bank. He said, please don't in Jesus' name. Does not work out. But what if we put some action to things that seem maybe irrational at times to other people, but people who are counselors in our lives. Our spouse said, this is what God's telling us to do. This is what God's saying to you to do. And maybe your friend's going, what, are you stupid? And you go, no, I just have faith that daddy's gonna catch me. I just have faith that when I take the leap that he's going to show up. I can go over this, across this room people who did things that seemed like almost everybody else on the face of the planet would told, them, that's a bad idea. But counsel told them, that's what God's telling you to do. Their, their, their spouses told them, that's what we're going to do. And God shows up whenever you take that leap. Faith isn't just saying you believe something. It's doing something. It's putting action because you are so convinced that whenever you move, God is going to do it. I'm done. I don't can't finish this. Will you stand up to your feet? That's a good place to stop, as good as any. I hope you got something out of this tonight. Listen, it's time we put some action with our faith. It's time we paired these things together and watched as God moves on our behalf. Faith without works is dead. Don't tell me how much faith you have if you're not willing to do something. Don't tell me you have faith in God to, 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 to walk with you in your finances if you're not willing to give. quiet again. Don't don't tell me how much faith you have for God to bless you whenever you're not willing to sow into some other people. Don't tell me how you're believing for your kids to come home and you won't go get a name off an angel tree and bless a kid across the street. Y'all with me? Put some action with your faith and watch what God does. Let's pray. Lift your hands. Say, "Father God." Come on. Say it. I say, "Father God, I thank you tonight. I'm putting action with my faith." I'm stepping out of the boat. I'm taking a leap of faith. And I know when I do, you're gonna show up and you're gonna move. You're gonna do it because it's not by my power, but it's by yours. I make a choice to stand in faith today, but not just to stand, but to move in faith. I thank you for it tonight and I give you praise. Can you give the Lord a hand of praise and glory in this place this evening, amen.